0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, this show and all episodes are brought to you by Never Too Hungover. Never Too Hungover is a healthy vitamin blend that helps neutralize toxins, restore vital nutrients, and rehydrate the body. It is the best tasting and most effective way to help prevent or recover from hangovers. There are two types, prevention, which you drink before or during your wild night out on the town. And if you've had too many Vegas moms and are still struggling the next day, the boost will help set you straight. Thanks for the samples, Never Too Hungover. Juice in the Morning listeners, use the promo code JUICEBOX for 25% off your order. You can use that on their website at nevertohungover.com And you can also use that same promo code, and that is JUICEBOX on Amazon.com. This week's guest is Brad Mousehart from Wish TV 8 He is a friend of mine. He's calling in to talk about Hurricane Irma. I hope you guys enjoy. It was a very interesting combo. He educated me quite a bit on storms. Next week, I will be recording a live podcast at the Colts' home opener. We're going to be live from the tailgate, and we're going to be drinking some beers and breaking down some football, breaking down some tailgate foods, breaking down some tailgate games. Come join us, guys. It'll be a good time. (laughs) On the phone with us is Wish TV 8 meteorologist Brad Mar- Mousehart. How you doing, buddy? You. This is the second time you're coming on the podcast
1: second time. Uh, I didn't get to make that 50th uh, anniversary show. Unfortunately, I don't know what happened there, Justin. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I dropped no. the
0: ball on that one. <laughs>
1: uh. No, it's uh, it's been busy the last couple of days. It's obviously been really nice uh, here in Indiana, but uh, outside of here, down in the southeast, obviously have been talking Irma. Yes. Uh, it's been the big talking point that it's not just uh, because we're going to see a lot of impacts here, at least not immediately, but um, you know, a lot of people up here have friends, and they have family uh, members yeah, down there, living down there, so uh, you know it's something we've been keeping a close eye on, just so people can keep up to date without having to you know switch over to some national broadcast. Yeah. Um. So you you know this storm has been, we've been covering it, oh, over a week. I mean, mm-hmm. even when it was out in the open Atlantic, it was potent. And um, that's
0: and that's and, the one of the questions I have is like, how advanced is the uh, tracking technology? Because I feel like we've been talking about this storm already for a long time before it's actually hit where. We're kind of worried about it hitting.
1: Yeah, I mean, since the 60s, um, satellite era, we've been able to, you know, keep an eye on the open Atlantic to see what storms have been coming in. In terms of tracking or just having a good idea of where that's been going, I mean, we have a general idea. And the forecasts have actually been pretty good with this. Uh, There's been a few little quips here and there where it's kind of shifted a little bit uh, here or there. I know earlier in the week towards, I think, Monday, Tuesday-ish. Um, this week it would look like it was maybe going to be a chance to see in the Carolinas. And as the week goes on, it kind of trended a little bit further westward. Then it looked like more of a Miami direct hit. And then Mm -hmm. towards the uh, middle of the week to the end of the week, about Thursday or so, We really had a pretty good lock that this thing was going to trend more westward and go over towards the Keys, towards the west coast of Florida. So, I mean, even out of three, four, five days, it's been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, But before that, I mean, we can track these things before they even develop into a tropical system, be it a depression or a tropical storm as they come off as what we call tropical waves Mm -hmm. off the coast of Africa. I mean, you can see these things coming. So there's one over there now that's probably going to be um, our next one. Yeah, there's Uh, like one following, right? Well, there's Jose who's out there right now. Uh, still a pretty potent storm there. Uh, then we also have, oh, let me think here. Uh-oh, I've lost track of the names, but there's another sto- there's yeah. another wave that's kind of coming over here toward yeah. the Cape Verde Islands um, right now that has a pretty good chance for the next five days, about 60% chance to become our next name system. Let me look up the names real yeah. quick. Well, uh, I've been so tied up with
0: Irma. Yeah, While you look that up. This is a softball question for all of the uh, unintelligent <laughs> listeners like myself. You know, what what defines a hurricane? Like, what makes it a, a hurricane?
1: Okay, so it's based off of, and you know, compared to tornadoes. Tornadoes, we give it a, a, an EF scale, the enhanced Fujita scale. It's uh, 0 to 5, yeah. EF 0 to EF 5. That's based off of damage. That's after the fact because it's really hard to measure Winds inside a tornado so it's an estimated wind speed based off of damage Okay, so you have engineers that go out after the fact because they're such a small scale Mm -hmm. Uh, And some you know they'll spin up within a quick you know There's no time to get a sensor in there to see how fast it's moving so you have to estimate the damage now Hurricanes a little slower moving uh, But way more catastrophic just in terms of the effects are more widespread Uh, But you have a better idea you know days in advance that they're gonna be there It's not a quick five-minute spin up. then it's gone. I mean it's there. You know where it's going so they have to measure the wind speeds. They do that by either dropping what we call dropsons, uh, instrument packages from planes down into the storm. You mm-hmm. can also estimate when they're still out in the open Atlantic. Uh, you can estimate them with satellites. Yeah. Uh, where our technology has gotten so, so good, there's ways to estimate the wind speeds and intensity via cloud top, how cool the cloud tops are, and some other stuff uh, to... Just uh, estimate the strength and intensity of hurricanes. So, mm-hmm. um, so in terms of hurricanes, it's based on wind speed. Okay. Um, uh, you know, they're both based on wind speed, but to the extent of how you measure it. Now, in terms of wind speeds, you start uh, on the low end with what's called a tropical depression. Um, and in terms of t- total miles, that's, per that's, hours, when, that's, that's when somebody 20, lives in the 20, 30 miles per hour ish, give that's or when
0: take. Somebody lives in the tropics and they're really sad about what's going on. around them.
1: <laughs> Everybody in, uh, in Florida right now is tropically depressed. I promise you, uh, or they will be here really soon. Some yeah. stuff isn't too bad yet. Uh, I'll get more to what's going on with Irma here in a second. So you get to tropical storm strength uh, after you get past uh, 37 miles per hour. You start working your way up, mm-hmm. and eventually you'll get to what is, you know, the hurricane strength. And that is at 74 miles per hour. That's where you get to Cat One. Yeah. And you work your way up from there. So um, where we're at right now uh, with Irma, mm-hmm. it's currently sitting at a Cat Three. It made landfalls as a Cat Four, and that I'll well, get in the notable records here too in a second. But, yeah. Uh, cat Three is what we when you start getting to what we call major hurricanes, three, yeah. four, and five. So it's on a scale one to five. One and two in Tropical Storms, they're all kind of, you know, pretty potent in their own right, and they can be very dangerous. Once you get to three, uh, the damage from those winds, uh, it starts going up exponentially. Uh, You get, I think the scale is somewhere around the lines of, you know, you'll have 100 times the damage with a Category 3, 250 times the damage with a Category 4, and 500 times the damage, I think. With a category five. You know, the winds, yeah. I mean, after a while, everything just can't hold on. You can have a really well built house, but it's still not going to be there if Yeah, you can get hit by. And these are, you know, difference in a tornado, too. These winds are sustained. Yeah, you might that's have what a tornado come say, by like at a constant. mile wide, at 60 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and it's there for a minute. Yeah. So you're dealing with, yes, very violent, very, you know, tightly wound winds for that. You know, it can cause a lot of damage, but it's on a narrow path. Yeah. This is 100, let's say, you know, where it was out in the Atlantic at 185 miles an hour uh, for a long time That that's was the, insane by the yeah it was at 37 hours straight uh, oh that God. it was at 185 uh, miles per hour actually that might have even changed let me look back here mm-hmm. at the updated records it was at 100 yeah, 185 miles per hour max winds that was sustained winds for 37 hours Jesus. so over a day almost day and a half that's the longest that any cyclone around the globe yeah. Not just in the Atlantic Basin, but also the globe has maintained that kind of intensity. Uh, the previous was uh, a storm called Haiyan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in the northwestern Pacific that lasted that long for 24 hours. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the, the what we call now, you know, you have the advanced Fujita scale. That's for tornadoes. We also have the Saffir-Simpson Sapphire, scale. Uh, and that's for tr- um, tropical storms and hurricanes. So tropical storm strength starts at 39 miles per hour. I think it said 37. It's 39. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes up to once you get to a Category 1 storm. Starts at 74 miles per hour. Category two is sustained winds at least 96 miles per hour. Three, where we're at now, and this is after one initial landfall, and it's kind of skirting the coast of Florida, so it's weakening a bit. But yeah. even a three is still what we call a major hurricane. That's between 111 and 129 miles per hour. So it's probably Holy right God. around 120, 25 right now. So still a potent category three and where it was when it made landfall this morning I think it was a low end category 4 between about 130 140 miles an hour
0: Has it category
1: has, 5 is, has it been you know, doing sustained over 157 so
0: yeah has it been doing much damage yet I mean I know we're kind of living in the future right now with this podcast because I'm going to release the podcast on Monday mm-hmm. so we're okay. kind of like the stuff that's we're talking yeah. about back to gonna, the future yeah, yeah. it's already going to so, I mean, there's going to
1: be a lot of stuff that changes it's just now getting ready to make its second landfall the eyewall as we're talking is now moving into Naples okay uh, and and uh, Uh, Marco Island. Those are very populated places. A lot of uh, a lot of infrastructure in those areas. That's going to be uh, significant damage with yeah. this next, uh, the actual eye wall coming in.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, and then on the backside, of course, they have the storm surge. In terms of what's already happened, I mean, this storm is making landfall on the west coast of Florida. Yeah. On the east coast of Florida, we've had two construction cranes go down in Miami. They're seeing catastrophic flooding right now in their financial district. Good lord. Uh, and really, don't know how bad that's going to be in uh, Miami. Uh, at least mm-hmm. not yet. We, you know, this is not fresh water coming either. This is salt water coming yeah. in. So obviously. It's corrosive, and if you don't clean it up, it, you know, down it the road it problems. will eventually cause more problems.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then you know, like I said, this whole thing sliding up the West Coast—it's still not even close yet to Tampa Bay or Sarasota or yeah. St. Petersburg. It's not hasn't yet moved in. Yeah. And already, right now, the latest estimate I think I saw was oh let me think here i think it was over 1.15 million people or something it was 15 percent of the state of florida yeah but it's over a million people but uh, are without power and that's only going to go up it's that's so still not crazy done yet
0: so i know that like it's it is devastating and it, it sucks when it hits like into populated areas like this as a meteorologist does this kind of stuff like is it exciting or do you prefer the weather to be kind of like 72 and uh sunny most days
1: uh, I mean, it depends on, you know, I find this kind of thing exciting. It's going to happen whether I want it to or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know it's going to happen. Do I want it to happen to people? No, I'd rather, you know, people be all right with their homes and whatever and whatnot. But to me, it's it's something to talk about. Whereas if I worked in Southern California <laughs> or a desert area, I'd be talking about how hot it was every day and sunny. I mean, that would be boring and repetitive for me. I mean, there's yeah. nothing for me as a, as a broadcast meteorologist. We get, you know, tired of talking about these things. Yeah. Um so this and that like I said here here the weather's been perfect for almost you know the last month or so we really haven't seen a whole lot of exactly. rainfall so it's been really boring here but we've hmm. had a lot of stuff to talk about between Harvey mm-hmm. and then now and that was a whole week long ordeal and now we have obviously Irma that's pushing its way on in we might have Jose impacting the east coast northeast coast yeah. by about 10 days from now or 9 days from now so that's something we might be able to talk about Um, So, I mean, it it does give people something to talk about and people, you know, they enjoy – uh, seeing type, you know, they don't like seeing the damage, but yeah. they do enjoy, you know, having you know something like this to see, to talk about it. It, it amazes people. Yep. Uh, you know, weather's the one part of the news that impacts everybody in some way. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you know, compared to other things, sports, some people <laughs> might not like sports, but weather, you don't really have a choice. It yeah. does impact you. Exactly. So people like it, even though it's, you know, catastrophic, it brings awful damage and obviously has, you know, life toll impacts, you know, something like that. But uh, it's definitely something people uh, to an extent uh, enjoy
0: yeah and so for you i know we've talked about the uh, storm chasing days kind of on the last time you're on the show mm-hmm. would you ever want to travel to like the where the irma is touching down and all that stuff like would you want to be in the middle of that or are you trying to stay away from that
1: well, I, I've been inside a tornado before. Not so you've by, already uh, been there. That's, well, inside a tornado, and then that was uh, not ideal. Yeah, uh, don't want to be back inside of one of those. That was uh, an EF3, so that's where you start getting your, you know, violent tornadoes. Don't yeah. ever want to be back in one of those. Now, from a photography aspect, I like, you know, I like photography. I like to chase storms. Yeah, tornadoes are my. My favorite, yeah, uh, because they're actually photogenic. You can see stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Limited chance of, you know, damaging the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's to me, you can, you know, keep your feet dry and you know enjoy to an extent. Obviously, again, you don't root for these things, but if they're going to happen, you might as well make the best of a bad situation, in my opinion. But uh, hurricanes—the problem with that—I was in Irene in 2011 down in yeah. North Carolina, where it made landfall in Beaufort mm-hmm. uh, It was a Category One storm. So that was a low-end hurricane. It had winds, I think, sustained close to maybe 90 miles an hour, almost 100 miles an hour with gusts higher than that. And it was a very wide hurricane, similar to this, Mm -hmm. but it was just weaker. Yeah. and I mean, we had winds that were sustained over 60 miles an hour. And then people are thinking, "Oh, 60 miles an hour." They hear all these numbers, like 185, blah 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 blah. They hear 60 and they're like, "Oh, that sounds like a weak hurricane." Or <laughs> 75 miles an hour, that sounds, oh, that sounds like nothing. It won't do anything. So I always tell people, okay. Uh, Go ahead, and the next time you're driving down the interstate at 70 miles an hour, stick your hand (laughs) out the window and let me know what that feels
0: like. Exactly. And
1: then do it again when it's raining outside. Go ahead and stick your hand out the window at 70 miles an hour. It feels like you're getting pressure washed. I mean, you know, even with just the wind, it'll bend your arm back. I mean, it's hard to stand up in 70-mile-per-hour wind. Um, So... Uh, you know, it's, you know, a hurricane is a hurricane for a reason. Even in a Cat One, it can cause some catastrophic damage. I know power was out on the East Coast for a long time with yeah. that one, and that was, you know, a weekend, you know, weaker hurricane. This set is a high three, low four in some aspects mm-hmm. is gonna knock out power for a long time. That's why we tell people, even if you know. And the wind is really not the big killer in a hurricane. 90% of deaths come from the water, and the, the storm yeah. surge hasn't even really been bad yet in Florida. I know they had a 10-foot to 14-foot storm surge in the Keys. And they so when really they, don't know the they, damage extent of that.
0: When they say 13, 14-foot uh, storm surge, what is the storm surge? like? I don't, I'm not going okay, like, to say that, just, compared just water. Compared to normal
1: sea level. Compared to okay. normal sea level. Okay. Uh, that would be a rise 10 to – this does not include waves. It's just a rise in sea level oh, 10 wow. to 14 feet. So if your house sits 10 feet above sea level, a 14-foot storm surge would be 4 feet up oh, on shit. your door, on your house, and then you have the wind, and then you have the wave. So what happens, the area of low pressure, the eye of the hurricane, uh, it's low pressure, so it you know it naturally wants to rise. So in that eye, you have a rising motion of the water yeah. just under that. you know, The pressure okay. kind of bubbles up that water in the eye. On top of that, then in what we call the right front quadrant, where you have all the highest winds upwards of, let's say, now still sustained at about 120 miles an hour or so. Yeah. You have all that wind at 120 miles per hour pushing the water towards the coast in that right front quadrant. So right now, Everglades City, they're in that right front quadrant. They're starting to see the winds really pick up. Mm-hmm. Where we've seen, you probably, I don't know, have you seen the pictures yet? Oh, I don't yeah. know people listening have seen the pictures of the Bahamas and now Tampa Bay. They're seeing the water recede. Yeah. Almost like what oh, it yeah. does, it's a, a completely girl, different thing. But it almost looks tsunami. Yeah, a girl that uh, I'm friends know, where with, all the um, water goes Snapchat. out. Snapchat. She's like, floor.
0: this is the lowest I've ever seen the tide. Like she's like, it's like way far out there, and she can see like all the seaweed and all of the all the rocks and shells and stuff that she's never been able to see where she lives in Florida.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's the one end of things. That's the wind taking all the water out. It's not sucking it out, but it's blowing it out. Plus, yeah. in the Bahamas, it looked really bad because there are also low tide. So it kind of, <laughs> acting, you know, it looked a little worse than it was. But at the same time, so they have all this water pushing out. That's on the one side of the storm. Once that eye passes, winds are coming the opposite direction. So you have all these dummies, and excuse my language, but really, you're, <laughs> you're really trying to get a Darwin Award, exactly. uh, a nomination. If you're going out and walking out in some of the sludge and some of the whatnot on the ocean floor, because, you know, yes, I get it. It's something incredible you never seen before. I, yeah. and you want to go look at it. The p- same problem with tsunamis, and don't get me started on that, is people see that and they want to go out and say, wow, this is crazy. What's happening? Yeah. It doesn't take much because those winds are going to shift pretty quick. All that water is going to come rushing right back in. Oh, my in. God. <laughs> And then on top of that, once you, let's say you get stuck out there, and let's say your foot gets stuck, and it happens all the time in Alaska when they have low tides, too. Yeah. Uh, between Fire Island and Anchorage, there's a little thing where people can run out, and sometimes people get stuck. Well, guess what? All that water comes rushing back, yeah. and you are now below water, and you're yep. stuck in the ground. It doesn't end up well for you. So
0: <laughs> you're, these you're people not, are out you're there. You're not getting out of there. <laughs>
1: you're, you're not getting out of there. So storm surge is just water piled up. And then, of course, once it gets closer to shore, then it just keeps piling up. That's where you get that rise about 10 feet yeah. above where it should be. So they're expecting anywhere between about 10 to 15 in Marco Island. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of the coastal areas there are going to be underwater uh, for a little while until yeah. the winds start to, you know, fizzle out a bit, and that will allow the water to go back out to where it's normally supposed to be. And on top of that, then they have 10 to 12 inches of rain in some spots. It's going to be falling on top of that. Then you throw on waves. With 120 mile per hour winds, which could be 5, 10, 15 feet above that. So, really, it's catastrophic. The yeah. Storm surge is the worst of the worst, and that's how people end up dying a lot of times. I yeah. mean, even attics, let's say on a first floor, they go up the attic, their house fills up with water, and then it just keeps on going. Then they get trapped in the attic.
0: Oh, my God. Um, so, and,
1: I mean, it's just and it's, so, it, it, that's the worst part of the storm.
0: So, what I mean, like, I know that by the time people hear this, a lot of stuff might have already happened, but mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what do you think? Um, like, what do you think about the people not taking it seriously? Like, what do you think about the people that are out there, you know, standing out making YouTube videos and Instagram posts and things like that?
1: Well, some people, uh, I know the meteorologist for an ex- uh, instance, uh, just the professional crowd, mm-hmm. uh, that does this for a living. They generally know some safe spots. Um, they know to look for higher ground ahead of time and plan escape routes and yeah. do that kind of thing. Um, and they do it for a living. That's how they make money. They sell video to national you know, organizations, and I can't blame them because I do it too. I've done it before. <laughs> That's who I work for. I work <laughs> for the news. They want to get the best shots.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: some local broadcasters who have never seen a hurricane before are out there, and one almost got knocked out by a street sign today flying down the road, and it was <laughs> like that God. funny gif. <laughs> Somebody almost got taken out by a street sign. That happens. It's 120-mile-per-hour winds. These things come flying by and zinging by you. If you're standing under trees, you're in a danger zone. Yeah, absolutely. So some of the people that do this all the time are more – they know what to look for. They know how to pre-plan some things, and they do it well. Mm-hmm. Is it completely safe? No. Uh, you can get a power line that, that falls – a hot power line that falls into the water, and now you're electric. I mean, yeah. it's just there are so many risks you have to, to think about before you do it. For the people that aren't experienced – uh, I was watching a webcam out of Key West yesterday, where there were some families with children and pets down there in Key West. They it was a mandatory evacuation. That's so
0: ridiculous.
1: <laughs> a mandatory evacuation, and you still had people down in Key West. The where southernmost a point. Ten foot storm surge, which they got. Mm-hmm. You know, the southernmost point of the United you know of the United States. Uh, it, it's just it blows my mind. You can't get through to some people. Some other people were on another national outlet yesterday. They did an interview with some people in a trailer park that were somewhere. They were inland a little bit in Florida. winds at 100 miles an hour does not bode well for trailer parks. Hell no. Especially, you you know, even anchored down. It doesn't matter. The wind field will take it away and roll it. Yeah. And with all the flooding, they were expecting some catastrophic flooding up to about, again, 10 to 15 feet. They literally set on air, and I cannot... (laughs) <laughs> it blows my mind. We can't get through to some people, all right? There's just some people we cannot get through to, the the danger. My, my- they said, it's all right. We have an inflatable mattress. We'll just float to safety. And they were dead serious about it. <laughs> oh my God.
0: I was thinking. So people, I was thinking along the lines. As much
1: as you want to, you just cannot help these people. I was thinking you along the lines that them. they
0: they might take some of that. Uh, what is that like Rust-Oleum stuff that they spray on the bottom of the uh, <laughs> the boat with the like oh, yeah, uh, screen the, porch? Float or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they could, can float that away. They're going to spray that throughout their whole trailer, and then they'll have a like a boat, like uh, Noah's Ark or something like that.
1: You know, it just or de- some people. You're just not going to get through to. I yeah. mean, it's the same thing. You can tell people how dangerous it is to stand out here in the ocean too. When it water goes out, and then somebody won't listen. Somebody, yeah. you know, will pay the price for that. Well, so, it's, it's like now, I've said.
0: There is a um, there's it's, a lot of dumb people I'm looking now on Twitter. And I'm
1: watching. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm watching right now on Twitter, and they're watching the water gauges in Naples. Uh, was just down. And again, we'll see what happens with it, see if anybody ends up paying the price. Uh, Again, this is coming in live as of this (laughs) happening. So you'll hear it about on Monday. Uh, But water was four feet below where it normally is anyway Mm. uh, because it's all gotten taken out. It was like what we call kind of a minus or a negative storm surge. And now it has rapidly come back in within the last... Oh, my gosh. mm, uh, I would say 25 minutes it's risen two feet in that one area, so it's going to keep on rising. Then another 10 to 15 feet was this eye uh, pass as Naples. So. That is
0: so much water. <laughs> like if it's you, not if tsunami-ish. Really, yeah, yeah it's you, not
1: tsunami-ish, but at the same time, you know, where it rushes in very fast. But, yeah. Uh, anyway. So, anyway, let's talk more records. Uh, yeah, I, I want to I wanna hear
0: some of the records. They, they've broken and, I, and maybe set.
1: And I don't know if you can hear this or not. That's two pages uh, of <laughs> records that the storm has broken. And this is some pretty small print. So yeah. I'm going to just kind of highlight it some. So 185 miles per hour. Yep. That's sustained winds. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not – those aren't gusts. That's 185 miles per hour. What's an IndyCar run?
0: Uh, 200, 220. Yeah, I think I think ish. a fast lap would be the 220. I think that'd be yeah, like so oh let's, the fastest. Let's say they're
1: let's say they're uh, they're getting close to warming up or whatever. They're you know they're doing the, some of the warm up laps yeah. uh, pace car wise. Yeah. So anyway, that's sustained for uh, 37 hours. That was not only. Uh, the strongest storm to exist out. it was the strongest storm in the Atlantic ever. Yeah. Uh, not the Caribbean or Gulf of Mexico. We've had some stronger ones in the Caribbean or the Gulf where the water's a little bit more shallow and warmer, mm-hmm. but in the open Atlantic, it was 185 miles per hour. It was that strength for 37 hours. That's the longest. We talked about that, uh, that anyone has uh, any storm has maintained that kind of intensity. So 37 hours uh, in terms of the pressure. And we measure kind of intensity too sometimes with pressure pressure wise, it was 914 millibars on a good day here. Like what it is right now outside? It's probably about ten, twelve uh, to a thousand fourteen millibars. That's a that's a high pressure, a really nice day, or even ten twenty. <laughs> that's crazy. So that's sunny. So that's <laughs> sunny. So then it keeps on going down from there. A nasty day when it rains here. Uh, let's put it at a, about a thousand to a thousand eight, or you know something like that, lower end. Yeah. So that's you know, it doesn't sound like much of a difference. You're saying 10 20, yeah. uh, 10 to 14 to 10 20 ish, you know, high pressure day. Low pressure day here uh, with rain or whatever drizzle is uh, between 1,000 and 1,008 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. This is 914. (laughs) So, you you know, you drop, you know, 100 millibars from a high pressure day here, and that's what we're dealing with now. There have been that have been stronger, but this is uh, the lowest pressure in an Atlantic hurricane outside of the Western Caribbean in the Gulf of Mexico on record. So, again, there have been stronger ones in the Gulf, but in terms of the Atlantic, the strongest one. Uh, It's the first Category 5 hurricane in the Atlantic uh, since 2016. That was Matthew. Of course, that impacted Florida last year. Didn't ever make landfall, but it uh, did impact uh, Florida.
0: I do remember being worried about it.
1: Yeah, and the first one of the tropical Atlantic uh, mm. since Hugo in 1989. So it's been a while. That was uh, when I was born. So it's been a it's been a few years. <laughs> um, let me think here. This is the first time ever we've had two Category Four U.S. landfalls, continental U.S. We've had a couple in Hawaii.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a very interesting one. Like the fact yeah, that both it's... are
1: back to back. We had Harvey then Irma. So yeah. uh, two Cat fours. So two very violent hurricanes. It's the first time we've had one in the United States ever. Um it's spent 10 and a half days uh, so far as a major hurricane so cat 3 or higher. Yeah. Uh that's a long long time uh for it to stay together, records. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's for just at 3 or higher, not even yeah. to stay together. And this has even made a landfall in Cuba. It was there and it still didn't drop intensity really that much. Yeah. Um it generated more, uh, what we call accumulated cycle energy. I'm not going to dive into it, but yeah. ACE. it's a way to measure just how intense something is, how much energy it's really accumulated for its life term. And they do it an annual seasonal, mm-hmm. uh, type ACE type thing as well. It's generated more energy than the first eight named storms of the hurricane season before So Arlene, the Harvey, oh my Harvey that sat over Texas for seven days, Yeah. Uh, as a tropical storm, it, uh, It had more energy than the first eight storms combined.
0: That's crazy.
1: Uh, It generated, uh, let's see, let me go back through this list. I didn't highlight these. It was the closest approach of a Category 5 hurricane ever to the Turks and Caicos. Yeah. Obviously, and there were some pictures I threw up on Twitter, too, uh, a little while back. They just got new visible satellite imagery that the clouds cleared enough just before Jose kind of pushed in. Yeah. Uh, to see kind of what the damage extent was or what it looked like from you know space in terms of what it looked like for Barbuda yeah, and uh, some of the Virgin Islands and Barbuda um, The visible satellite imagery, you know you look at some of that on Google Maps It looks you know nice and green or whatever they're lush tropical islands mm-hmm. When you look at the one before and the one after right next to each other after the storm hit the island itself is brown It is almost stripped. That's of the so, vegetation case so right crazy. off the island Uh, And they've reported almost 90, 95% losses in the Virgin Islands and and, uh, in Barbuda. So they're going to be uninhabitable for a a hot minute. That's Um, crazy. uh, First Category 5 hurricane to make landfall in Cuba since 1924. So that's been just under 100 years. Jeez. Um, Yeah, I mean, the first Category 4 hurricane here in the United States uh, to make landfall in Florida, rather, not the United States, to make landfall in Florida since Charlie. That was 2004. Uh, first major hurricane to make landfall in Florida since 2005. Uh, you know, it's just, it just keeps going. So, yeah. I mean, the records are impressive. Uh, they'll obviously, reti- they're going to retire Harvey, too, I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, so, if it's something, there's something notable in the storms, like Jose, if it doesn't make landfall, nothing's going to happen. They'll reuse that one in about three, five years or so. Yeah. You'll have another Jose. It's just like Katrina, you know, something memorable if it causes a significant amount of damage, loss of life, something like that. Uh, they'll recycle the name like Andrew back in ninety two the last time a cat yeah. five kind of came up and wrecked Florida real bad yeah um, you know people talk about it for years they compare things to it for years they'll they'll uh, kind of recycle those names or retire those names rather instead of recycle yeah so Harvey will be one Irma will be one um, you know you'll just won't hear those names anymore who
0: who who chooses the names that's an interesting <sighs> question I had.
1: The names are from the National Weather Service, the National okay. Hurricane Center. Uh, they just have a list of names. Like this year, our next storm that will probably form out in the open Atlantic past uh, Jose and Katia, which already went to Mexico, will yeah. be Lee. Okay. So the L name is uh, Lee this year. And then after that, Maria, Nate, Ophelia, uh, Philippe. Oh, uh, so it kind of goes uh, in like Sean, alphabetical Tom, order. It goes in alphabetical order, then it goes back and forth between male and female names. Yeah. So we had Irma, which is uh, – we had Harvey, which is a male name. Then it goes to I, which is a female name, Irma. And then back to Jose, which is a male name. Then female, and Katya, and that will be Lee.
0: Okay. It's a well, male then, name. So that's that's going to answer a lot order. of people's questions, I think, because a lot of people don't know why they get chosen that way. You know, they just
1: I... randomly kind of select names. They have them planned out for the next several years as well. Hold on. Let me do some in here real quick. You're all right. And, uh, okay. Briefly, just in case you say something. But uh, <laughs> let me do uh, Atlantic. Because I don't know I'm outside this year, and this year I'm still not, you know, caught up. This is not something that really impacts Indiana a whole lot, so I don't have to
0: memorize it. Uh, Atlantic
1: hurricane names. So let's see if we can find some of these. It's so the National Hurricane Center. They just have a whole catalog, and right now they already have them planned out to 2022. So oh, if you wow. want to look at to see if your name's going to be coming up in a year, um, I'll even do a search here. I
0: need. I want to know when Hurricane <laughs> not, Justin's coming. coming up.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't have uh, they don't have Brad coming up anytime soon either. <laughs> Hurricane um, Brad. And, and, and another fun fact: with these names, kind of, um, if they run through, and we've had it before, you know, Wilma. Mm. When, there's some names that are missing too. There's no cues. Yeah um you'll know, you'll notice the list goes a b c d e f g h i j k l m n o p and then you skip q because yeah. there's not enough q names to go around r s t they don't want no do, like, to
0: like do quixote or uh, uh you know <laughs> i mean queen i mean that's
1: all you there's really just not enough q names to go around they've run out especially if one you know had to be retired so then uh, so you skip Q, then you go to RST, there's no U name. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the list too, there's no U's, then you have V, W, and there's also no X, Y, or Z.
0: Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense, but it's also it would be funny if they would throw some of those in there every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: just, it's just how they roll, you know, the National an <laughs> Hurricane Center. So in terms, of, uh, in terms of that, after they get past W, let's say we had the Wilmer, whatever, 2005. After that, if there's still more storms to go that need to be named, they then go to the Greek alphabet. Okay. So then they just start and they go from there. So Alpha, Omega, you know, blah, blah, blah. They keep on going through all that.
0: Wow. So so thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate you taking the time Mm -hmm. out of your day to do it. Um, You know, before you go, just like a last-minute thing, like, you know, for people that either are – if if we're still dealing with the storm, like if it's still going on, um, kind of some advice. Well, for if that. this
1: comes out, let's say this comes out Monday, and it, it does. Yeah, you're listening to this. It's Monday. It, Happy Monday, everybody! Absolutely. Back to work here in Indiana. <laughs> ah, what a wonderful day. Yes. No, uh, this storm will be impacting us early next week. Okay. So Monday's still going to be nice. It's probably really nice outside. It's probably a little bit warmer. It's still a little bit sunny outside, according to my forecast, which is never wrong. Yeah. There you um, go. <laughs> now, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is when we're going to start to feel the impacts from Irma. By Tuesday, by Monday afternoon, it depends on what day, uh, what time of the day you're listening to this, Monday afternoon, you're going to start to, if you go outside and you look up, you'll start to see some of these high, thin clouds coming in from the south. Yep. Not really ominous or anything, just enough you'll see some high, thin clouds Rolling in from the south, very high up, very thin. They're probably just going to be blocking out the sun a little bit. Those will be the outer bands from Irma as they slide their way back in or what will be the remnants thereof Mm -hmm. as Irma starts to slide inland. It won't be a hurricane anymore, but we might see as early as Tuesday some of those outer rain bands coming in. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be a little bit breezy, probably 25 to 30 mile per hour winds Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, by Thursday, the official track, does have the tropical depression it will still be a depression at that point remember we talked the sapphi Simpson scale tropical depression is anything with winds less than 38 miles per hour but it's still tropically fueled so yeah. at that point they still think it's going to have enough of an oomph uh, but it's going to be less than 38 miles per hour sustained winds at the center. So uh, where we're going to be, it's going to be uh, centered in southern Indiana. They have it somewhere between southern Indiana, but as far north as us, too, in Indy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you
1: know, at that point, there's still a lot of uncertainty. But uh, right now, if it follows the center of the line, which it never does, uh, <laughs> it'll be in southern Indiana near somewhere, you know, Lawrence County or so, Bedfordish. Yeah. And we'll have winds probably sustained, or at least gusting. Uh, sustained probably around 25, 30, and then gusting maybe to 40, 45, and some you know, bad spots and some of the stronger storms that come through. So we'll have some rain Tuesday, Wednesday, and especially Thursday as it gets a little bit closer to us. And then it'll fizzle out late Thursday. And I think by next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll start to clear back out. Yeah. So you'll start to see some repercussions from it, some implications or whatnot from uh, the storm, but it won't be until uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday.
0: Yeah. And it's super interesting to think that like something that's that far away is going to make an impact on how our local weather is affected as well. I think that's just a really like – cool thing and and, and an interesting (laughs) thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sometimes they make it this far north. It kind of has to be quiet like it is right now. There's nothing to really push it out of the way. Sometimes, let's say we had a strong storm front coming in, a cold front tomorrow or whatnot. It would sweep it then out in the Atlantic. It would only impact the southeast. We'd see some rain from a non-tropical system, and that would help to push it on out. That's what has been kind of steering it now. There was a storm system coming out of Texas that helped to push it back into Florida instead of letting it go in the Gulf. Oh, yeah. So it's weird how other systems can steer hurricanes too, but yeah, I mean, well, you know, as it's quiet now, it has nothing but to do but to keep on coming up. Winds are calm here as well for the most part, so it's just going to keep on, you know, skimming its way on up until it gets caught up and late next week and swept back
0: off the east. So, all right, man. Well, thank you for taking your time to do this. It was uh, very impromptu, but you are a professional as always <laughs> and uh, coming, sometime. coming, coming with the fire from uh, Wish TV eight over there. Um, I,
1: I do what I can, and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next, maybe the hundredth show. When's that coming up?
0: It's coming up soon because this should be seventy six or seventy seven. One of those two. I'm trying to or figure 77,
1: out. Seventy seven. All right. All right. So, so, right. so we've got a ways to let go. Let me know when the hundred comes around. I'll.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do. We'll, we'll do a big celebration for a hundred. It may not even oh, be good. worth worth putting on the air.
1: <laughs> will there be free adult beverages?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll count me in. All
0: right. We will uh, talk to you later, man. Thanks for doing it. All right. Thank you. Bye. Just
1: Tune in.